What's good, y'all? This your boy Jalen. We back at it with another episode of the 2412 Pod. What's good, y'all? It's your boy Keetwan, aka Ambassador, man. Welcome back, man. And as always, as you know, we always got a lot in store for y'all, man. We got a Super Bowl preview between the Bengals and the and the Rams. We have our NBA All-Star results in our reserves. And also some MLB stuff concerning the Hall of Fame, Barry Bonds, David Ortiz, and more. So just stay tuned with us. Y'all don't know you know what to do though, man. Go ahead and hit us up on our social media platforms at the 2412 pod, IG, Twitter, TikTok. Go ahead and give us a follow on all those. And subscribe to us on all streaming platforms and leave us a rating. Oh yeah, we about to jump right into this though, man. These AFC and NFC championship games. Yes, this hell of a championship weekend. Couldn't ask for nothing better, man. It just keep getting better and better, bro. And it just as a as a football fan, it just, it just makes me happy. Like it's let's just get right into it, bro. Because these 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 games are incredible, bro. Yeah, man. Every every week of uh, the playoff season, this should been like an overtime game, crazy. Um, but we're gonna first start with the first game that was on Sunday between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the Bengals end up winning twenty seven to twenty four in overtime. Another overtime game yet again. Joe Burrow had. 250 yards and two touchdowns. T. Higgins caught six balls off 103 yards. Evan McPherson, the rookie kicker man, was clutched once again, making four out of four field goals, uh, including the game-winning field goal in overtime. Chiefside Mahomes had 275 yards, three touchdowns, two picks. Travis Kelsey, 10 receptions, 95 yards, and a touchdown. But, yeah, man, the Bengals went in there to Arrowhead and upset Kansas City. I must say I'm very surprised by that one. I would say I was surprised too because we, we picked the Chiefs to win because, you know, it's the Chiefs. But, you know, my dog, Big Big Joey, Big Joey, brr, you feel me? He, he They went in there and did their thing, bro. Like, I was I was happy that it happened because, you know, it's always good to see the Chiefs losing Arrowhead or losing in general sometimes. I'm Like I say, I be sounding like a hater, but sometimes, but it's okay. I'm, I don't really be hating all the time, but them lo- – the Chiefs really blew that twenty-one to three lead, bro. Like they they really did that at the crib. They try to get too cute with that and, play you calling, know, man. You know they they went outside. Mahomes, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna just go ahead and get out of the way. I may sound like a hater, but you know I don't care. Mahomes went out like a hoe. You feel me? I'm not in the, the Tom Brady talk, the goat talk. I, I low key feel like it need to stop. He went out like a hoe at the crib. You know, my boy. You know, I heard that my boy and Bill Belichick blew a lead back in 2006 to Peyton Manning and stuff like that. You feel me? You know it happens. But you know what I'm saying? With all this hype y'all been giving this dude, you feel me? I know he only is like his fourth year, but blowing that lead when you up 21 to three at the crib, you favorite. You got the better team on paper. You just you just can't let that happen. And he. <clears throat> He totally froze in the second half and went out like a straight hole. You know what I'm saying? It's good to see sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm weak, man. I'm happy for the Bengals, though. I definitely was pulling for them. For sure. For Underdog sure. story. You know, I don't hate the Chiefs at all, man. They're actually one of my favorite teams to watch in football. I understand you because, I mean, the Brady thing. It's the media fault, honestly, because... Pat- yeah, I feel like they they really did that. Too, it's not bro, fair for but... Patrick Mahomes to get compared to Brady already in his career. They both great in their own rights. I mean... Mahomes is one of the faces of the NFL. Almost every team will take him as their starting quarterback right now without hesitation. And it's just fun to watch. But like I said, man, they got too cute with that play calling. They was up um, for halftime. Should have just went ahead and kicked the field goal. As we see 
these three points be making a difference, especially this year in the playoffs, man, because a lot of these games have been decided by a field one goal. One position. Yep. One possession game. All of them have been one possession games decided by a field goal or something. Like. Crazy. But, bro, these these Cincinnati Bengals, man, just keep finding their way. Who they? <laughs> who they? Come on, who, who they, they, man? Why, why, why not them? I mean, it is. They say, why not them? It is them. You feel me? Like, but CJ, I mean, uh, Hopefully, C.J. Uzama, they tight end who got hurt. They said it was like a sprain in his knee. Hopefully, he'll be back for the Super Bowl because they really feel like they're really going to need him with this vicious pass rush. They're going to have to go against, man. But speak, speaking of the, that vicious pass rush, we're going to hop in to the other championship game, the NFC championship game between the Avengers, you know, the Rams. You know, I like to call them the Avengers, you feel me? They defeated the 49ers 20-17, to 17, man. It, it it was it feel it feels good to see to see the Rams going you know even though they had to stack the deck you know if you ain't being aggressive you know you ain't trying to win right. so congrats to them you know it's 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 good to see Matt Matt Stafford in the Super Bowl after all he went through in them thirteen years in abysmal Detroit OBJ after everybody tried to write him off saying he was trash saying he was the re- reason Baker wasn't good no more him coming in and getting nine for like hundred and thirteen in the game. Cooper Cup, like it's just a good feel good story for the Rams, man. To see them go all in, be aggressive, and see it actually all pay off. Yeah, for sure. I saw on Twitter they was like this Super Bowl matchup between Stafford and Burrow is like the most likable quarterback matchup probably we ever seen in the Super Bowl because both these guys with the stories, the backgrounds, they just both likable guys, man. Like it's hard to hate either one of them. So whoever wins, really, it's gonna be a feel good story. That's what I'm saying. Whoever wins, it don't really matter because. The Bengals win. You got Joe Burrow. You feel me? He getting a ring. Jamar Chase. The Bengals win. You feel me? It's good for the league. And if the Rams win, Aaron Donald finally get a ring. Submitting his place is probably the best defensive player of all time, in my opinion. Jalen Ramsey finally get a ring. Odell get one. Matt Stafford get one. Sean McVay get one. It's just like it's it's a good it's a feel good story all around. That's that's really kind of what I like about this year is like. All the stories, the narratives, it's just, it's just a whole feel-good story around the league for real. Yeah, man. And both head coaches are, like, mad young, too. They both under 40, which is crazy. Yeah, and Zach, Zach Taylor definitely should win Coach of the Year now. Oh, yeah. Even though they, they probably already voted before the playoffs started. But, yeah, what he done this year with Cincinnati, even if he, ain't, if he don't know win Coach of the Year, we know he, he's been on the best coaching job this year with that super young team. Like, bad O-line and everything, and they find a way to make the Super Bowl, which is – Absolutely wild, bro. But I'm happy for this matchup. Like you said, I think it's good for the league. We got two different teams coming in there. Even though the Rams made a couple years ago, but still it's a different, whole different dynamic around that team now. And a young Cincinnati team, uh, we easily could have had a rematch like the Chiefs and the Bucks or Aaron Rodgers, somebody like that making it. But we got two brand new fresh teams there. So uh, I'm definitely going to be very interested in rooting for this Super Bowl. But speaking on that, we got to go ahead and preview the Super Bowl and make our predictions. Bro, I got to go with the Rams, bro. They going to be so fly and so far with it. You feel me? Like, of course, I, I got to go with them just because of the pass rush, that defense, and the play. I just, they on a mission. Like I said last, last time, bro, they, they on a mission to get that ring. Like, of course, I would love for the Bengals to win. You feel me? I feel like they said it was, they feel like they said it's going to be a shootout. Maybe I think the Rams are favored by like three or four, but yeah, I gotta go with the Avengers, man. They finally it's, it's the it's the end game for them, for real, for real. They don't look. 
they done beat Thanos, you know, and Brady's, I mean, it's their end game to get to get the Super Bowl and so far. Man, I've been going, I went against me as Kansas City, but I'm taking the underdog here. I'm going with Cincinnati, bro. Joe Burrow about I, to find a way. I can't, I can't be mad, I can't be mad at that, bro, because I look he, and deep down inside, I want big, big Joe to get that, Joe Cool to get that, you feel me? Because he, if he can get a net, the Heisman, the national championship, and because nobody has done all three and the Super Bowl. He he autom angle like he automatically in Brady status in my opinion he do that that's just that's just me though being the first person to do that oh yeah you you you, you so, he already special but he he really he really gonna be the one if he do for that. real in my recent memory the only other person that came close to pulling that off was Cam Newton but oh yeah he was the oh uh, yeah he was so he was close, close. Yeah, if he, he don't want a Super Bowl he would have did it because he won the championship he won the the Heisman and then he would have been a Super Bowl champion so that would have been wild but. Like I said, Cincinnati, man, it just something about it. It just seemed like they got that magic going for them this year. It's always that one scene every year where it's like everything going right for them. And I feel like they done faced their yeah. biggest test going into Arrowhead and beating the Chiefs, honestly. That's what I'm saying. I feel like that's their biggest test for real. Like, But, I mean, I ain't, nah, nah, I don't know because the Rams in so far, even though they share it with the Chargers, that pass rush, I feel like this might be, be their biggest test. And you got to guard the best receiver in the league this season, so we gonna we gonna we gonna see how that how that how that happens, how they how they go about that. Yeah, they didn't need to keep with that game plan like that against Kansas City. Just a lot of little you know quick passes, just getting it out of his hands quick, little slant passes yeah, to Jamar no Chase. No drop backs, cause no drop backs, cause Aaron and Vaughn, Leonard Floyd will will get back there. But I wonder how the also I wonder how the Rams are gonna come into it. What what they game plan gonna be? Cause you know. Against the 49ers in the championship game, they held the uh, 49ers, which usually be running the ball all over them. They held them like 20 carries for 50 yards. So I wonder what the game plan is going to be against the Bengals. Like, try to, is it going to be to try to be the same thing? Stop the run, make Joe try to pass. But the thing is, Joe Burrow can beat you. Jimmy G ain't really going to beat exactly. you. Joe Burrow can beat you. So, I mean, I just really want to see how what the game plan is going to be going into the game. And then Joe Mixon is a dog for Cincinnati. Like, bro knows how to grind Come out on, those man. yards. So, it's like you got to pick your poison with Cincinnati. They're going to find a way to score some points with Garland. Come on, man. It's Joe Mixon shit out here, man. <laughs> he be mixing shit. But, yeah, I'm going to take Cincinnati, man, with the final score. Another close game, 34-31 Cincinnati. I feel like it's going to be definitely going to be some points put up for sure. Matter of fact, can I just pick both teams? Because I mean, like we said, it's a feel good story, bro. Like I don't really, I don't really care who win at all. The, either either they gonna we gonna be getting the gap for Joey and the boys, or we gonna be uh, putting on that California girls for the Rams, man. We we gonna see. Yeah, we definitely gonna see for sure, for sure. Oh yeah, one thing I forgot to get on with the last segment with the losing teams. I definitely. I want to talk for a minute about Jimmy G and just... Oh, yeah, he up out of yeah. there. It's a wrap. It's curtains for him and uh, the 49ers. And that I know that's exactly who Tom Brady was talking about when they said he was going to keep that MF. Or, I, that that got to be exactly who they who he was talking about. Got to be. Just imagine him on that team with the running game, the defense. Come Like, come on. I don't know why Kyle Shanahan and then really, like, I don't know... What in your right mind would tell you to keep Jimmy G over Tom Brady if that's who who he was really talking about? I don't know what in your right mind would do would, would tell you to do that. Dog, dang on, ten year old could have made that decision. Like Tom Brady, really? Come on now, you gonna have two two to three years with Tom Brady? 49ers definitely probably won the Super Bowl last year. They would have had Brady. 
Low key, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Probably low key could have went back to back with how that team. Yeah, like low key probably could have went back to back. That easily. team is perfectly assembled. All they missing is that dynamic quarterback. Literally, that's it. But speaking of Jimmy G, though, where I see where you see him going, man. Maybe Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't need. I don't even know. Maybe I don't know. My pre- Pittsburgh really like the only place I can see unless unless they draft a quarterback. My prediction, because I know. How this team is, they love to get average quarterbacks, you know, that's just good enough to get them to the playoffs. My prediction is the Washington football team for Jimmy G. Oh, yeah, you did <laughs> say that. And I feel like that would be the perfect place for him, to be honest. Because you got the defense, you got the running game, you got De'Ami Brown, Curtis Samuel, and Terry McLaurin. Gibson. Logan Thomas. It's like you got you got all of that. So, I mean, it feel, I feel like that would be the perfect place for him besides – Besides Pittsburgh, I feel like Washington is a perfect place. Yeah, Pittsburgh would be my second option, but I think Washington can. Ron Rivera love them type of quarterbacks, too. You know that the game manager types. You know that. Because Ron Rivera, offense is very <laughs> game managed. Like, he don't do a lot of explosive stuff. So, Jimmy G is definitely his type of quarterback. Yeah, he fit right into that. He fit right into Yeah, they probably give up a, like a second or third round pick to get him, man. San Francisco just trying to get rid of his salary. So, it's going to be Trey Lance season starting this year. Yeah, it's finally gonna be Trey Area. Come on, man! I swear that that was like the hardest thing I heard when in the preseason game when they said that. I was like, man, Trey Trey Area. That's like the hard. That's like the hardest thing I'd heard a minute. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. But did you want to uh, go back and uh, talk about the Chiefs since we were talking about the losing team? Yeah, yeah. I was just about to uh, say that. You think they're what the Chiefs need to improve on? You think for next year? You think they're good? All that all that cute shit and ad libbing they be doing. That's really it. Cause that's really all it came down to. Was that like all the ad living Mahomes be doing? Andy Reid said he he might have told him. I think on the um, the play right before the half. I think I think he said he gave him the wrong play. I don't know, but that's I think that's and they defense. They defense trash. Sorensen got to go. They need to get some. I mean, Legarius Sneed, He cool. Everybody else got to go to on the backside besides Honey Badger Sneed. Honey Badger and Snee, everybody else can really go for real. And Bolton, Bolton can stay too. He's a good. He was a rookie. He was good. Oh yeah, but that was a he's a linebacker. Yeah, middle right? linebacker. Yeah, he can he can stay. Everybody in the D line, Chris Jones, of course, uh, Frank Clark. But most Soren, yeah, they just gotta get that defense together because they they are trash. Like they defense has been trash. That's why I don't know how they've been winning with that trash defense. But hey, that's that's really all they need to get get together, man. And figure out how they gonna pay Tyreek and Travis after giving Mahomes that big deal. So right, because they fixed their main issue last year, which was the O line. They fixed that completely. Stole everybody O line, yep. and and they drafted great too. I mean, they got Creed Humphrey, the, Creed one of the Humphrey. best centers in football. They got him in like the second round, I think, and then Trey Smith. They got him like the sixth round. So they drafted well, but like you said, that defense, especially like that secondary, the back end, it's just been trash for so long. Terrible, so long, man. And I think what hurt the Chiefs this year too. They would, you know, they always so used to winning in the playoffs and Arrowhead. They always just find a way to win. So they got cocky and confident, like, yeah, man, no matter what, we know we're going to find a way to pull this one up. And they made no in game adjustments and got straight hold in the second half. I ain't going to lie. When it went overtime and the Chiefs won the coin toss, I said, it was, it's a wrap. <laughs> I thought it was over with. I thought, I ain't going to lie to you. I was like, oh, man, they really just won this toss. It's really over with. But this, what happens is why I don't know why people keep complaining about the overtime rule. You can. You can play defense and win the game in overtime. Stop. That, that's what we need to speak on. People complaining about these overtime rules. 
stop crying and just if your team can't play defense, you don't deserve to win the game. Period. Like, stop crying and acting like hoes about it. Talking my old two. Both quarterbacks need to touch the ball, or they need to change the overtime rules where both teams get possession. No, defense wins championships, and the Bengals proved that in that game that you can still win the game on defense even when you don't win the coin toss. Definitely, man. Like, if you lose an overtime on one possession like that, just get mad at your defense. We don't want it to be like college where we have like eight overtimes. Exactly, like the Bills. They built their defense specifically to beat the Chiefs and still went out there and got holded overtime as well because they couldn't play defense when they built their team specifically to beat the Chiefs. Exactly. So you kill all the overtime stuff, but that game right there, that's why I'm feeling the Bengals, man, could that magic just because they still won after losing that coin toss like that. I just think they got that magic this year. I I do too, but the, the Rams got the magic yeah, too though. Do. Like I don't, it's, it's just <laughs> it's just so, bro. It's this might be one of the hypest matchups that we've seen because all the other matchups, you know, Brady Chiefs fatigue and all that, Aaron Rodgers fatigue, but this really might be like one of the hypest matchups we've seen in the past, maybe like five to six years, maybe. Definitely. I can't, yeah, I can't think of a matchup where we had two kind of, you know, fresh teams like this with two quarterbacks that's very new to the stage in the Super Bowl. Usually you got at least one team that, you know, everybody expected. I mean, people expect the Rams, the last, but still, Stafford, where he came from with the Lions, after just one year, is amazing. The last time might be when the Seahawks won the Super Bowl. Who did they face that year? Who did the Seahawks beat that year? Was it the, was it the, was it the Broncos? Yeah, I think it was Denver. Yeah, but it was Peyton, yeah. so that's kind of Peyton fatigue too, though. But the Broncos didn't win for a while before this. So. Just like I was, like the Panthers were underdogs kind of that year, but still, like, we were going against Peyton Manning and the Broncos. So it's like you still had a legendary quarterback. So it wasn't in both teams. Yeah, so it's just like, so we just probably going to go with like the past five to six years. Probably from, to me, I think we should probably go from when Brady and Seattle faced each other. From from then up, this is probably like the most hype matchup we've seen in years. Yeah. Definitely, definitely excited about the Super Bowl, man. Definitely, these um next two weeks ain't about quick enough, so I'm ready for it to go ahead and get here. But moving off now, the Super Bowl now in the playoffs, we still stand in the NFL though, because the off season for a whole lot of teams out here. You know, a lot of coaching yeah. carousel is going on. There's still some teams out here with vacancies. Um, with the updates, your boy Josh McDaniels. Going to the Raiders, man. How you feel about that? Uh, good riddance, Josh McDaniels. We appreciate you for everything, but the play calling was just hasn't been it. I know we ain't had no consistent quarterback. You feel me? Until Matt Jones now, but the the play calling just ain't been it, man. So I I I'm glad he's getting another chance to be a head coach, being that he's had some time to mature more as a as a coach coordinator and more so. Him with Derek with Derek Carr and those weapons, I feel like I feel like Josh McDaniels is gonna do a good job. That's just me. I know you, you, I'm gonna let you go ahead because I know you say you didn't like it. Cause I I do feel like Rick Versace, they should have Rich Versace, they should have gave him a chance. Like he literally got y'all in the playoffs after all that happened, and y'all just didn't didn't even give him a chance. Like that's that is kind of messed up. But I'm I'm proud I'm proud of Josh, and they got our uh, personnel director too. I think yeah. so. Everybody always trying to be like us, so we gonna see how that go. Yeah, man, I'm, I still, I, I don't like you said, I don't, I don't really like it like that. It might work because I mean, McDaniel's when he got that job with the Broncos, it's been a long time ago now, so a lot of things have changed. But I just feel like in the Raiders situation, man, if you are gonna get rid, 
Oh, uh, Versace, yo, um, you just got to go all in. And if I was going to get rid of him, I would have went all in and brought in somebody like Harbaugh or something like that. If you're going to do that, I think you need to get, you know, more of a proven commodity at the head coaching position. But McDaniels, I mean, Patriots coaches under Belichick, none of them have really succeeded ever. Which, I mean, he might break it. Except Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel is the closest one. But uh, did Vrabel even coach under Belichick? I know he played under him. Did he coach under him, though? Oh, never mind. No, yeah. he didn't. So they don't really. Actually, I don't think Brian so. Flores is the only one that's kind of been halfway successful a little bit. Yeah, and you seen what happened to him. So Yeah, it ain't his fault, though. He did get in Miami with that talent on the team. He did the best he could, but. He should have had a job already, but that's another story for a different day. Yeah. But like I said, man, with the, how the Belichick coaching tree is and, you know, how, how they did their intern coaching all that, I think they should have just went all out. They was going to do that more proven guy, but. You know, I give it a go with McDaniels. I ain't going to judge the man until I can see what he can do for a whole year with that team. I mean, he might can go in there because he got some pieces. Derek Carr, Darren Wally. Yeah, he got a better quarterback than he's had yeah. since Brady left. So, I mean, and you, he can he can get cute sometimes, you feel me? Flea flickers and stuff like that, you feel me? Some, but I feel like I feel like with, with the personnel that he has now, I feel like he might be able to do something. One player I think that's really going to benefit from him, though, is Darren Waller because New England has always utilized tight ends. Tight ends. So Darren Waller probably going to go crazy. Him and Foster Moreau. I said him and Foster Moreau, man. It's, it's going to be a sight to see next year. Might, might have to pick up Darren Waller in fantasy again next year just because you said yeah, that. Okay, yeah, I think that's going to be one big thing. I think that's what really sold the Raiders because they was like the Patriots system can work with that because you got a consistent quarterback in Derek Carr a great tight end, and then you got two good tight ends, and then you got a good wide receiver and Hunter Renfro also. Edelman prototype, which he's worked with for years. Yeah. So I mean, you got a bell cow running back in Josh Jacobs. He's used to having a good running. That's what I'm saying. He's he, he's used to coaching a good running game and all that. So I, O line decent enough. So I mean, I feel like he really gonna really gonna make some noise, even though he's in a tough division. Yeah. So we, we'll see how it go. This next how I really love, though, with the Giants getting uh, Brian Dable, the offensive yes. coordinator from the Buffalo Bills. Yes. Because they haven't had no good offense in years. So, and seeing how the Bills' offense is, I feel like Brian Dable really really might end up turning the Giants around. Because, I mean, the defense is already good. So, I don't think you really have to worry about the defense. With with all the weapons you got on offense, I feel like he's going to turn it around. I do, too. Especially if you're going to keep Daniel Jones around. I think that's the best thing that could have happened for Daniel Jones. Getting an offensive-minded yes. coordinator like this that that went in there and, and made Josh Allen or helped Josh Allen become one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So I really can see Daniel Jones potentially finally breaking out something next year in that offense. Actually using his legs more, yep. being able to actually throw, like, actually throw more. So it's just... And it's, and maybe he'll be... I mean, they have a little decent running game, too. You know, he like to mix it up between the running back and the... And the um, quarterback, so hopefully Saquon can get back into the groove of things this year as well with the Giants. Yeah, Giants just got to fix that O-line, but they fix that O-line. They definitely got some pieces. And that, that division always going to be wide open, too, so you never know. Yeah. So th- this next hire, though, the Bears, Matt Eberflus, the former defensive coordinator for the Colts. I don't like this hire because why would you – Get a defensive minded coach when you have a young Justin Fields at quarterback that needs guidance at the at the at the quarterback position in the offense in general because that was the main reason you was losing last year because the offense and you go out and get a defensive minded coach unless you bring in a good coordinator I don't see how this makes any sense. 
None at all, man. I know they probably got scared off because Matt Nagy, we came in. He was supposed to be an offensive guru, and that didn't work out. But when you just draft that young quarterback like Justin Fields, you got to get him a good offensive-minded coach. Like, Brian David would have been good. The Rams' offensive coordinator, I think his name, last name, O'Connor, forgot his name. But any type of offensive mind, especially a young, innovative guy, would have been great for a guy like Justin Fields. I just hope it works out, man. I really don't want them to ruin Justin Fields because – I think he has a ton he of potential. He could have been in Atlanta, bro. He could have been in Atlanta if they was going to do exactly. this. Exactly. You know, Atlanta, they like to sling the ball down there no matter what. <laughs> exactly. But I just hope it work out, man, because Justin Fields, he's way too talented to be stuck in a bad situation. But I get that higher like a C, C minus, honestly. I think they could have did better. But just like. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely an average yeah. higher. Because, I mean, the defense can't get any better. Right. But like you said, man, the, the, really the offensive coordinator really going to make a difference. So we'll see who they potentially bring in as an offensive coordinator. In the last hire, Nathaniel Hackett, former <laughs> offensive coordinator for, uh, for the Packers, going to the Broncos as new head coach. How you feel about that? I feel like they only really did that try to try to get Aaron Rodgers. That's I was about it. to say the same thing. I think this is really an Aaron Rodgers ploy to try to help get him over there some more because it caught me off guard. I didn't think that was going with him at all. I thought that either was going to give and, it to the, the Rams' offensive coordinator, potentially being finally. But Bowles, all of them out there looking for jobs. Flores, Flores yep. like, oh, Brian Flores with that up and coming defense would have been crazy. So, they, but I feel like I ain't gonna lie. I feel like they need an offensive minded coach as well. Just because they, even though they need a quarterback, actually, actually, no, nah, I feel like Brian Flores could have been a good coach. All they needed, all they really need is a quarterback. That's really it. Yeah, Flores is definitely a good Coach, I don't understand why nobody hasn't hired him yet. He's he's on his second interview right now with the Texans. Hey, look, bro, he can, look, he can come back to New England with it. That look, that look, that's it. He can just come back to New England with it. That look. If y'all don't want to hire him, we'll bring him back as a coordinator. That's it. Yeah, he might have to do that. Y'all want to disrespect the man like that? We don't want Matt Patricia back. So yeah, y'all can yeah bring Brian Flores back on. Cause I don't, but I don't need do it. This Nathaniel Hackett. I don't even know if that's gonna work. Cause what they said was Aaron stayed in Green Bay. Days after the loss and was talking to Matt LaFleur about the, the future of the team and stuff like that. So them doing that might not even change any change anything because we don't even know what he's going to do now. Exactly, bro. We, Aaron Rodgers is so perplexed, man. You, you never know what's going through these guys' head. He did all that first last offseason just to stay with Green Bay. So we, I don't know at this point. <laughs> last, last dance, man. Come on, man. He wanted them to get Randall Cobb, they, Clay Matthews. The, they want to get the band back together for one more run. How disrespectful to, to go with Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen calling the season the last dance and getting eliminated in the first for round. For real, though. Like you, and, <laughs> like, you and Devontae, like, y'all did something in Green. No disrespect to them. Like, y'all did something in Green Bay to be call, talking like this the last he dance. He didn't call Michael Jordan right I'm not giving an apology for that that disrespect. Oh, but I say, was it the last dance of getting the number one seed and getting bounced in the playoffs? Was it was that was that was that the last what, uh, what the last exactly. dance was? If you call it some mess like that, you better go all the way and win the Super Bowl and back it up. He don't <laughs> never do it though. I say you, but I say they they uh, compare uh, Patrick Mahomes. They said Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers are similar because they both be good quarterbacks that come with small in the playoffs. <laughs> I was like, they, they was like, hey, that's the perfect comparison for one now. No, no more Brady comparisons. <laughs> for real, man. For Mahomes to get that monkey off his back, I think he need to, if he win one more Super Bowl at least, man, that'll help get that monkey off his back. Which I, which I hope he do. I hope they do win some. He will. Mahomes definitely going to win a Super Bowl. Another Super Bowl for his career over with. I, he different than Aaron. Mahomes going to get another one. Oh, yeah, for sure. He the Chiefs not going away no matter what. He's had a better career than Buddy in four years, yeah. so he's definitely going to win. Kansas City's not going away no matter what. <laughs> so they're going to be around. 
And nah, hey, not only if they don't get that defense together, they they definitely won't be going nowhere. I know, but we've been saying that for years, and they still find a way to get home field advantage. But as long as they keep Mahomes, Kelsey, Hill, and keep that own line together and and be average on defense, that'd be all right. But they definitely need to get that defense together if they want to have a team success for like the five next five to six years for real. This is my bad. La- last thing I'm gonna say on the football side. So, do you think they need to go out and get a number? Two receiver I mean well, You can say three Because Kelsey and Tyreek Are the one and two But like Do you think they should Because they said Juju would be interested But like Do you think they need to go out And get a three Because I know me, Even though Miko And Brian Pringle, Pringle Have been stepping up You think they should go out And get a, a number three receiver It won't It won't hurt I don't think that's The top priority Should be defense But if I get a guy like Juju On a discounted one year deal I don't think it could hurt Honestly You can't never have Too many weapons in the NFL and they are they already got enough, but you know how they are. Yep. Never you never know though, cause like the Rams, for instance, it's a great thing they went out and got Odell, because I mean Robert Woods went out, so that that was right on time. So you you can never have too many weapons. Yeah, cause they wouldn't have went nowhere with Cooper Cup and just Van Jefferson. They wouldn't have went nowhere. Exactly. Exactly. Oh yeah, uh, one more final thing on the coaching thing. The Vikings on the interview, Jim Harbaugh. Oh yeah, Harbaugh. And then Josh McCowan interview with the Texans. <laughs> then I think they said what didn't they say Brian Flores was a final candidate for that job? Yeah, he about to go do that on the second interview with the Texans. Now they they, they need to I stop swear they around, hired man. they hired Josh McCown over it's Brian racist. Flores. That's that's flat that's out racist. racist I swear to God, I was about to say the same. That's flat out. I don't out care racist, what nobody say. <laughs> a quarterback that was on almost half the teams in the NFL and don't know nothing about winning for real. Y'all gonna hire him over Brian Flores. Like that's gonna be that's going to be crazy if that happens. I don't care if he played forever, bro. You just, it's a different coaching versus playing, bro. It's very different. You got to go in and be a coordinator and get some experience first before you become a head coach. They just want they just want to hire him as the head coach. You ain't even got no you ain't got no good quarterback down there for even him to be hired. Like exactly, like make make him the quarterback coach or something to start out. Like he just don't need to go. That's what I'm saying. The quarterback coach, the position that he was. Decent, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't gonna disrespect him and say bad, yeah. but he was on a lot. He was on half, almost half the teams in NFL, which so. I know backup quarterbacks are some really of the, the smartest say. guys in the league because their main job is to go over the playbook and study the film, so they definitely know what they talking about. But so just make it, just make him a quarterback. Coach. Yeah, and in a couple years he might be ready. But Brian, yeah, guys like Brian Flores out there, man. It's it's just like it's just like killing more in Dallas. He was he was a a hell of a quarterback at Boise State. You know what I'm saying? And he's a coordinator, like that a quarterback coach coordinator. So it's just like do it like that. Yeah. Make him work his way up. But Harbaugh, going back to Harbaugh, the last thing, I feel like for him, it's a good job. Even though you do have Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins as your quarterback, with the weapons you have, the defense is decent. I feel like that's a that's a great job for Harbaugh. He, yeah, I feel like that's a great job for him. Yeah, if Harbaugh was to go to Minnesota, I think they're going, you know, drafting a quarterback. I, I think Kirk would stay there, but I think it'd be like a Jimmy G situation where to push Kirk out after like this next year. But I think Harbaugh would probably want to bring his own guy in potentially for the long run. Kirk might be the greatest finesser of all time at the quarter as a starting quarterback. Definitely. <laughs> Bro, basically, done got like two max contracts, <laughs> essentially. It ain't, it ain't did nothing, it ain't did a damn thing. Just to be average. Just to be average. I ain't mad at him, though. Even this, I ain't mad. I ain't mad either. Get paid. Hey, look, get paid. If these owners and GMs dumb enough to give you the money, take it. Shoot. Take it. I can't even be mad. 
But yeah, man, it's a lot of football talk going on. You know, the all season going to continue to get cheap. I think it's gonna be a yeah, big all season coming up with these yes, QB sure. carousels. A lot of free agents. Yeah. Free Calvin Ridley, bring him to the Patriots. Free Allen Robinson too, so we might can get him as well. You already know how we rocking. Yeah, this is gonna be y'all year because there's plenty of wide receivers and free agency and the draft. So this definitely need to be y'all year to go ahead and get that true number one. I, I'm gonna be looking to Bill Belichick real sideways if we don't. I'm already been looking at them sideways, but it's just, it's just gonna get worse if we. If don't. Y'all can get a, another number one wide receiver this offseason. It's never gonna happen because there's so many options out there. <laughs> Isn't it's like, bro, that's all we need. Like, that's really all we need. They might as well just get a a receiver from Alabama just to, just to get the the chemistry with Matt Jones. Cause you know we, we got we got this running back Damian Harris. He done played with for a long time, so it's just like. Forget it. Draft some linemen <laughs> from Alabama, too. I don't care. Just do something to get the chemistry right with the quarterback. You can never go wrong with a receiver from, from Bama, man. Almost every receiver that come out of Bama becomes good in the NFL. Well, it's time to transition over to the hardwood, man, NBA. The starters were announced for the All-Star teams last Thursday. Uh, starting for the Eastern Conference, in the backcourt, you got Trey Young from the Atlanta Hawks and DeMar DeRozan from the Chicago Bulls. Uh, the fr- front court players, uh, you got... Kevin Durant, team captain, he, who is not going to play in the All-Star game. The Greek Freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid. Western Conference in the uh, backcourt, you got Steph Curry, of course. Then Mr. John Morant with his first ever All-Star appearance. Also got LeBron James, leading vote the overall team captain for the West, or team LeBron, whatever you want to call it. Then you got first-time All-Star man, Andrew Wiggins from the Golden State Warriors. Then you got the Joker rounding out the starting fives. Got any problems with either one of the starting lineups? Not at all, really. It's not really too much you can say. Unless unless you unless people want to say that they thought Levine should have been starting, but uh, it's my bad, excuse me. But you say maybe Levine should have been starting, but I mean Trey is average at 27. So I mean it's not really much you can say, but that's really the only gripe people may have with it is that maybe Levine should have been starting. Yeah, the teams were pretty straightforward this year. I agree. Levine, you could have made Army because the Bulls record so much better than the Hawks, but Trey Young has been putting up crazy stats. I think Levine's definitely going to get voted in by the coaches regardless, so it really doesn't even matter at the end of the day. And he still might be starting because exactly. somebody got to start for KD, so he still might end up starting regardless. And the West, uh, no surprises there. I'm glad Ja got in, of course. Andrew Wiggins being the glue for the Warriors this year, keeping that team together. Um, becoming that consistent 3 and D player they they definitely been missing for the last couple of years. So I'm happy for him. Of course, you know, his dad went to NL, man, so happy. Andrew Wiggins made the All-Star team, first time All-Star coming up. But, yeah, man, since so the starters were announced, this coming up Thursday on TNT, they're going to announce the All-Star Reserve. So me and Young Master about to give our predictions who we think going to be the reserves for the East and the West. Each team going to have seven reserves, obviously. Two guards, three forwards, and then two wildcard players that can be either a guard or a forward. So, you know, I start off with my teams uh, first. I go here with my East reserves. The first two guys going to be easy. James Harden and Zach Levine, I think. Coach is definitely going to vote those guys in easy. Uh, forward, my first forward is going to be Jason Tatum. I don't think both the Jays are going to make it this year because Boston hasn't been that good. So, I think only one out of the two probably going to get voted in. And I get a slight edge to Tatum. Uh, my next forward, this was tough, man, because Miami definitely deserves a representative. Some of their star players have been hurt this year, missed a lot of games, but when they play, they play well. 
I was going back and forth between Jimmy and Tyler Hero. I mean, I won't be mad with either or, but I'm just getting a nod at Jimmy just because I think the players and the coaches, they definitely going to vote Jimmy in just because he's a vet. And when he's played this year, he's he's having a career, actually, especially scoring the ball and assisting when you look at his numbers. He's played 32 games. So he's played about half the season. So rollerball over half the season. But I think I'm going with Jimmy Butler in the next four. My last four slash center spot. Giving it to Jerry Allen from the Cleveland Cavs. Cavs has been so great this year. I think they definitely deserve at least one rep, probably two. The All-Star games in Cleveland also. So Jared Allen, then my two wild card guys, got two guards. LaMelo Ball from the Charlotte Hornets. It's either going to be him or Miles Bridges. Probably going to be Bridges, but I really hope LaMelo get in because I think he's the head of the snake on that team. He makes that team go. He's the main reason the Hornets are relevant. Averaging almost 20 points per game, almost eight assists, and almost eight rebounds. So LaMelo definitely deserved to be a first-time All-Star. And my last guy from the East is Darius Garland from the Cleveland Cavs. It's going to be hard for me to leave him out. I think the Cavs deserve two representatives. They've been surprising this year. So I'm definitely going Darius Garland. It was between Darius Garland and Fred, Fred Blanfleet from the Raptors, who's having a career year. But I'm definitely going Darius Garland with that last spot. I say, bro, I forgot about Freddie V. Yeah, he's been going crazy, too. Oh, yeah, here you go, my all-star reserves, you feel me? We're going to start off with the Western Conference. You know I got to have me up there, you know, the GOAT, Dre Money Green, 2-3, you feel me? Even though, you know, we hurt right now, so probably wouldn't even be at a place, so somebody probably take our spot. After him, I got Carl Anthony Towns, Devin Booker, <clears throat> CP3, Luca, Donovan, and Rudy. I mean, I mean, it's the, I mean, the Jazz, you know, they get overlooked a lot, but, you know, Rudy always... The defensive presence on that team, man. So he got he got to be in there, even though most people really don't don't really like Rudy and his defensive player of the years and all. He that averaged stuff fifteen like rebounds per game this year. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He still he still deserves some respect, yo. Like he he still deserves some respect. Going down to my Eastern Conference reserves. Of course, we got the goat Lamelo Ball. <laughs> you feel me? And I feel I seen on Twitter the other night that they might have they might have spoiled his uh his uh reserve spot. Uh, it was like a video. They might have spoiled it on TV or whatever. So I'm I'm glad my boy, my boy finna get his first All Star. You feel me? Ne- next we getting the MVP. Stay tuned. Uh, and you got uh, James Harden. He's having an incredible season, playing mostly without his two stars. You know, Kyrie only can play away games, so you know he be putting the team on his back. You know, I got my have my boy Jason Tatum right here. JT, you feel me? He, my boy been balling. You feel me? It, it's, it's ridiculous. Even though their record doesn't really show it as much, he he been balling. He, he a bucket. And I gotta have my my favorite league rapper here, Miles Bridges. Because <laughs> how you not gonna have the most? How you not gonna have the most improved player as an All Star? That that's the only question I got. Because he really the most improved. And you got Jerry Allen because he's really just a a dog, a young dog at center. You feel me? Probably one of if. I wouldn't say the best young center in the league. You still got eight and the others out there, but he's definitely top three, top three young centers in the league. And I got Zach Levine. And last but not least, like you said, Miami representative. I got my hero, you feel me, Tyler Hero. Shout out Foo Fighters, you feel me. Just because he been, he been there mostly the best, uh, uh, the best ability is availability. So, you know, he been there. And you feel me? He start. He was starting out the years uh, the front runner for uh, six man of the year. So I, I gotta have my hero in there. Bet, bet. Let me go. I'm gonna get my West reserves real quick. Then we're gonna break it down. 
Uh, my worst reserve has got both Phoenix guys in the backcourt. Chris Paul or Devin Booker should be obvious. Best record in the league. Yes. My forward, three forwards, Luka, another obvious one. Cat, the Timberwolves probably going to get a rep. It's between Cat and Anthony Harris, but Cat been putting up some crazy numbers this year, so I think Cat going to get in there. Like you mentioned earlier, if he can play, Draymond definitely deserves it. He's the engine that makes the Warriors go, man. He runs that offense. Do all the dirty work. Defensive player of the year. Yeah, defensive player of the year. So Draymond Green, if he can't go, hope Brandon Ingram take that spot. Then my last two wildcard guys, both the Utah Jazz players, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Gobert's averaging 16 points and 15 rebounds per game this year, which is crazy. So he got to get in there for real, that last spot. Well, what you went on with the East, man, I, it was hard for me to leave Miles Bridges off. Like like you said, he's definitely the most improved player. That's what I'm saying. You got you to have the MIP. Somebody going to get snubbed, though, because it's like. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Somebody got to get snubbed, and if it's him, I'm going to be pissed, bro. You go from t- averaging 12, I think they said like 12 to 21. I don't, I don't know how you could just leave him off. Like and it's like I don't know. And and I just and I just need him to get up there so he can he can drop the tape called Most Improved and have a song called All Star out there. That's all I want. Yeah, that's really all I want. I hope I hope they get Charlotte two reps. I Man, I don't know if they're going to do it though. I think they're going to choose between Miles and Lamelo. I know how they be. But the thing it's crazy how you going to choose between them because I feel like they've been pushing Miles more this season. So it's crazy how you going to choose. Why can't you just have both? Right. Man, Michael Jordan got to pull some strings, bro. You the good. You got to pull some strings. <laughs> my 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 thing is I hold LaMelo getting in at first, and then I hold Miles yeah, getting in as sure. the KD replacement. Because somebody, I would say somebody got to replace KD. Because, I mean, the coaches is going to vote, and I feel like they, they're going to have him and Levine up there regardless. But, you know, they like Darius Garland too, though. So it's, it's tough. But I just, I just really hope both of them get in there. Yep. And the game in Cleveland. Cleveland's the top four seed in the East. I think they're going to get two guys uh, yeah, in. So, yeah, they, they definitely going to give it to Garland. They, they, I forgot about that. That's definitely so. They're going to get two in, man. That's tough, bro, because if Miles don't make it, yo, that's going to be a travesty to me. I ain't going <laughs> to lie to you. That's tough. Cause like I said, I think his best bet is to be replacing with KD. It's going to be probably between him and Jalen Brown, most likely, as far as the forwards. And it should probably be him because you got to have the most improved player on the All-Star team. And reward winning, man. Charlotte's been better than Boston all year. Exactly. And the West, like I said, if Draymond don't get in, B, I think B.I. should be the next man up. If we looking at the forwards. Definitely. But you, if it's the coaches, I definitely think so for sure because they just not looking off who's the most popular. So it definitely should be B.I. the take. To take my spot in the, you know, the, the All Star game. It'll be between B.I. and either Anthony Arrows or Cat, whichever one don't get in originally. And I just don't see but them you, uh, they, you already know they're going to give it to Ant, though, because you know that's who they want to see. I know. Because they, they, the coaches know that's who the people want to see. I think the coaches have been good the last couple years, though, voting on who they think, yeah, who they should be in versus who the fans want to see. I think they've been pretty good with it. Hopefully, because it'd be, and B.I. Yep. And I think this will be a perfect year for B.I. because so many guys are hurt, like Kawhi, Paul George, and A.D. Paul been George. hurt. So that's a lot of forwards right there that's been so out. He not getting right. in there. Because so. it ain't really no forwards. If you count Luka as a forward, that's really like the the only one that's solidified since everybody else really hurt. Well, I guess you say Bron too, but everybody else really hurt for real. So. Yeah, then we're going to have to see if Donovan, because Donovan Mitchell hurt right now too. He'd probably be back by then though. We'll see, but if not, who would who would be replacing him? It probably put you put him in and in there then. Yeah. 
So I'm trying to think, like, in guards and forwards, the guys we didn't name, who, who would be considered out of sight of B.I. and Andrew that's putting up, like, a crazy good year? And, oh, yeah, Murray. DeJounte Murray. I forgot about him. Oh, yeah, I forgot my boy DeJounte. Yeah, that... Yeah, he, he probably not getting in there, though. Over in Edwards, he probably not getting Even though, I don't even know who got a better record between them. And oh, the, the Wolves do. Wolves got a better record. So, yeah, they'll probably put him in there over DeJounte, even though DeJounte really should. I feel like he probably should deserve an all-star nod and probably the next year or two if he don't get it this he year. He almost after a triple-double, low-key. Which, which is crazy. He just played for the Spurs. I don't think though. nobody... I don't, you know what I'm I don't nobody really expected him to do that because I even though you know I'm a I'm a casual Spurs fan I didn't expect him to do that I I knew he was good though but I didn't expect him to do that people had him on like the list, the preseason list as a potential breakout candidate this year and he, he definitely showed it and so yeah, he was I was he was definitely doing it while Demar was there so he was just taking over from where he left off for sure. But yeah, we definitely going. We definitely going to see because as usual, like every year, it's gonna be a lot of snow, especially in the East. The East is just better overall than the West this year, with talent, healthy players, and teams. So it's gonna be a lot of snows going on. They announced it Thursday, this Thursday night on TNT, probably like seven o'clock before the games come on. So I'm definitely gonna be tuned in. To that. Yeah, I'll be tuned in on Twitter. All right, man, that's, that's it for all the All-Star stuff right now. We'll get back to y'all with our, the next episode, let y'all know who made it as the All-Star Reserves. But we got to get into a little baseball here because we had some big Hall of Fame news come out last week. Uh, Boston Red Sox legend, designated hitter, Big Poppy David Ortiz, was elected into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, he received 77.9% of the vote, which with the Hall of Fame getting in on the first ballot, you got to get 75% of the vote from the voters. So he just made it. Uh, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. This is his first time on the ballot. His career was crazy, though. He finished his career with a 286 batting average, had 2,472 hits, 541 home runs, which is 17 all-time. Uh, he had 1,530 RBIs, 23rd all-time, 10-time All-Star, Seven-time Silver Slugger winner, three-time World Series champ with the Red Sox, uh, five consecutive top five MVP finishes, World Series MVP, ALCS MVP, home run derby champ. He played for 20 years, man. David Ortiz definitely deserved it, though. He's definitely one of the best designated hitters and clutch hitters of this era. Remember the Red Sox back in the day, him and Manny Ramirez was definitely something to see. Uh, baseball used to always be on sports center back then with him and Manny Ramirez. You know, Manny was doing his antics on, on the field, Manny, Benny, and Manny. I know you know a lot of Red Sox fans personally that went to NL, so you probably definitely heard a lot of David Ortiz. I would say, yeah, shout, shout out to all my, my white friends. You feel me, love y'all. But yeah, back in school, like it was it was really them always talking about the Red Sox and the Yankees. I ain't really know, know too much about baseball, but I always just knew about the Red Sox and the Yankees rivalry and David Ortiz is probably like the biggest name from that franchise that I've that I've heard. So yeah, he definitely should. He definitely deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. And the only other name that I know from that franchise mostly is Bill Buckner, and we all know what he's known for missing <laughs> the, the uh, that ground Buckner. ball. You feel me? First base, yeah. The infamous Bill Buckner play. That's the bloody sock. He said Kurt, Kurt Schilling. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, he was famous for. He was pitching in a baseball game uh, against the Yankees. Matter of fact, in the playoffs with a bloody sock. But yeah, the Red Sox definitely a legendary team. The Red Sox, Yankees, and Cubs are like the national brand. So it's basically like a national brand, like the Cowboys and the Lakers, et cetera. You know, teams, you know, they have fans all across the country. 
just super popular fan base. Bro, the only thing I know the Cubs for is when dude literally cost them that game. Oh yeah, and literally <laughs> had to move out of Chicago for that. Like he caught a foul. He caught a was I think it was a fair ball or a foul ball. He literally caught it when that could have been an out. And he literally cost Chicago that whole World Series. Yep. That's the only thing I knew the Cubs for besides didn't they just win not too long ago? Yeah, they ago? broke like that. 100 that years like the, Yeah, that's like the only thing I'd known them for was that little play with dude and the little <clears> 30 for 30 they had on it or whatever. But but yeah, shout out, shout out David Ortiz though, man. Baseball ain't really my sport like that, but I, I kind of I enjoy watching it in person. Big poppy. Stemming from David Ortiz, man, brought a lot of controversy to the Hall of Fame voting and how they go about it. It's on um, Barry Bonds, the legendary Barry Bonds, and you know he's still not in the Hall of Fame. And bring up the question: Should he be in the Hall of Fame? And Barry Bonds, you know the reason why he's not in the Hall of Fame because the the PEDs steroid issue that he had going on with a lot of guys did steroids in the nineties and early two thousands in baseball. What, that's what I was saying. Everybody, that's what I was saying. Everybody was doing yeah. it, and I, they they said before he, he was the best even before he started doing it. So it's like, what's the problem? And we like, bro, Lawrence Taylor was out here doing cocaine probably before, <laughs> during, and after the game. You, He in the Hall Everybody of Fame. Everybody was doing drugs in the NBA and NFL. That's what I'm saying. Everybody was doing in drugs in all the sports back yeah. then. Like, what, I don't know what we talking about here. Like, And I seen his like his accolades earlier. He's like, a like you said, David Ortiz was a seven-time Silver Slugger winner. He a 12-time when he leads. It was like he leads the MLB, you know, home runs in the season, home runs all the time. Not having him in the Hall of Fame is not like having Tom Brady or Bill Russell in the Hall of Fame, like or Michael Jordan. It's like how you not gonna have your best player in the Hall of Fame? That just means your shit not legit. Like it don't your Hall of Fame shouldn't get no respect if you don't have the, your best player that almost ever play a sport. Even though people gonna say Babe Ruth, you know stuff like that. You feel me? But Barry, like people said, Barry Bonds is the greatest thing they've ever seen play baseball, and you don't have him in the Hall of Fame. Exciting. It, may, it makes no sense and it's not legit. And I hope this lockout stay for a long time because at this point, the MLB is not America's best pastime anymore. It's the NFL. It's, it's like, y'all, it is ridiculous. Is that Barry Bonds and one of them guys? Low key racist, man. <laughs> Low key racist. For real. Like, Barry Bonds one of them guys that bring excitement to the sport. Like, a Tiger Woods did a golf. Like, you don't like, like the sport, but you be tuned in if you hear him come up on Sports and or something because. It's exciting stuff they did. Him, guys like him and Sammy Sosa, Derek Jeter, those guys, you know, always bring eyes to the TV. And like you said, the, the stuff the dude did in his career is just ridiculous. Had a 298 career batting average, 762 home runs, all-time leader, obviously, 1,996 RBIs, had 2,935 hits, 514 stolen bases, though. He was also fast. Seven-time MVP. How many guys have won seven MVPs? <laughs> that's, that's what I was saying. I seen that. I was like, seven-time MVP like in baseball? <laughs> in that long season? That's crazy. Seven, bro. In any sport. I don't, that's impressive in any sport. Seven. For real, though. Seven MVPs. Like, he, he in Wayne Gretzky territory with that one. Like, Literally. Wayne Gretzky, like, the only other guy that, that's done something crazy like that in any sport. 14-time All-Star. As you mentioned, 12-time Silver Slugger. He also was a legit defender. Eight-time Gold Gloves. So everybody talking about the PEDs making home runs, but what about his defense? He won eight-time gold gloves. And it's like he ain't even going to be able to get in. Like, that's really the sad part. Like, this was his last time being eligible for it that I saw. And I'm like, that's just totally disrespectful to the sport. Like, all the, I was about to say. Yeah, this is it. Th- yeah, it's his, it's his last time to be able to get in there, and they just, just snubbed him. Okay. 
With one A-Rod and all them doing PDs right. and steroids Sammy too. Sosa, Mark McGuire, Roger like, Clemens. Don't, like, why just, why just him? Why is it just him? Like, what, who who did he piss off? Like, what, what old white man did he piss off? Like, I don't know. Sammy Sosa technically black, he but he's Dominican. Yeah, he's the only black American, if you want to put it that way. Yeah, the black Amer- yeah, yeah. The only black American. That makes yeah. sense. That that makes complete yeah. sense. Cause, yep. Because about to say Alex Rodriguez and Derek Jeter, they, they diet black. So, I mean, they don't really... <laughs> They don't really. They ain't really gonna. What? It's, it's the truth. They ain't really gonna. They ain't really gonna hold that against them like that. They cool. They cool though. I like them. That's fair. I think the, the most love, you know, African American player all the time that nobody ever accusing any PDs with Ken Griffey Jr. by far. Yeah, I about to say I definitely heard about him. I had his shoes back in the day. Ken Griffey was like the coolest baseball player ever. Like he invented wearing the hat backwards out there hitting baseballs, and then, you know. He brought the Nike sneakers in. Like he's the only baseball player ever known to make Nike sneakers popular. Like for a baseball player, is he in the Hall of Fame? Oh yeah, he was uh, unanimously voting in uh, a couple years ago. It's kind of crazy. I would have surprised. He like look, he the Allen Iverson of the baseball, and I'm surprised they. I'm surprised they even put him in there. You know, they had to. Now racist baseball is. <laughs> they love him though. I'm surprised they put him in there. That's crazy. They, lo- they love him that. though. Like he the poster child. Yeah, he he basically is. Yeah. They love him because I'm. Damn, he never had any like being the OJ in your sport ain't really a good thing if you think about it. That's not because he was a, that OJ didn't even want to be black. Like that's crazy. That don't even sound good to me when you say he was the OJ in his sport. Exactly, I ain't black on much. That don't even sound good to be like, yeah, I was the OJ Simpson of my sport, bro. That don't even sound good. Shoot, LeBron might be that guy for the NBA. Oh yeah, for sure. And Steph Curry, cause he tech, he technically nah, he 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 he. Oh yeah, you can say him too, but it's mostly LeBron. And Steph Curry, cause the little white kids love Steph Curry, bro. Like, all the little white kids love Steph. Yeah, all the little rich white kids love you know, LeBron and Steph. <laughs> you go play the AAU tournaments and stuff. You know, go to the private schools. <laughs> Put look pulling up from half court, ten uh, look. 10, 10 and under 12 and under yeah. AU pulling up for half court warming up. <laughs> That's going to be buying Curry Under Armour shoes, bro, the little rich white kid. <laughs> yeah, because I really don't see no black people with Under Armour, mm-hmm. Steph Curry Under Armour shoes on. I ain't gonna lie, I got one pair of Steph Curry Under Armour. I only got them just to hoop in. They are comfortable hooping in. They protect your ankles, but yeah, it's mainly white kids. I, I, need, I need some so I can support support the good. Yeah, if you're trying to like actually hoop, use it for its purpose and not fashion, they great. They, they support the ankle and all that stuff. All right, yeah, I'll get back on the topic. I'm about doing baseball anyway, but yeah, Major League Baseball, man, y'all need to step it up. How you not had the all-time hit leader, Pete Rose, and the all-time home run leader, Barry Bonds, in the Hall of Fame? Like, y'all just making it way too difficult for no reason. All the little... Yeah, you said, they said, you said Pete Rose on in there? No, he's not. Can you know um, he got um, caught for gambling on his team back in the day? And he, they banned him forever for MLB or anything. That's crazy. He can't have nothing to do with MLB, and he can never get in the Hall of Fame like forever. So that's why he was doing all that wrestling stuff back in the yeah, day. The thing is, like, he he betting on his own team, though. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's kind of crazy, bro. I probably wouldn't even want you in there too, either. Like you, you like you really go. He probably was out there throwing games. No, he betted for his team, like for anyone. Anyway. Yeah. He. Oh, that's not even. That's that like, bad he never betted again. Huh? Yeah. All right, all right. They, yeah, they wilding. That's not even that bad. <laughs> I take that bet. They wilding. That's not even that bad. If he, it would be a different story if he was betting against his team. He betting that they gonna yeah. win. Like he's trying to win the game. Like he's not. I guess, I guess you just say that takes the integrity out of the game. But he's literally betting on his team. Like, 
Is that now it's legal and they they it, encourage betting? That's what I'm saying. It's legal to bet now, but he can't do it. Like that's kind of that's crazy. Fan dueling now, people now running people, stuff. Now players can do go do parlays on their own teams and put their own parlays together. That's like, what I'm saying. That's why these old heads got to let this old stuff go, man. Just do what's right and put these guys in the Hall of Fame while they still living. Like for real, they deserve it. Man, you know the old niggas gonna hate, man. One day we gonna be the old niggas hate. <laughs> I, I don't want to be that, but history repeats itself. <laughs> for real, for real, man. But yeah. Hated for Barry Bonds, but we, we all know you wanted to go. It's all time, man. One of the best players I ever watched ever play baseball. It's super hard hitting the baseball, regardless of steroids and not. So he did his thing. We we know he a Hall of Famer, regardless of what baseball say. Say the yeah, real real niggas know Barry a Hall of Famer. That, that's really all that matters. Oh yeah, point. we know, we know. But, all right, man. Time to get on uh, eyes on NC for this week. This week is a little different. Instead of just one player. Uh, we chose three players this week just because the Cincinnati Bengals, as you know, made the Super Bowl. And it's interesting, three guys on the Bengals, all from the same area in North Carolina, all from the 336 area code, which is the Greensboro and Winston High Point area. So first, we're going to start out with DJ Reader, who's from Greensboro. He went to Grinsley High School. He's a defensive tackle for the Bengals. He played football and baseball at Clemson University. He was a pitcher on the baseball team. He was selected by the Houston Texans in the fifth round, 166 overall in the 2016 NFL Draft. During the 2018 season opener against New England, I know you're going to hate this part, young master, he recorded his first multi-sack game of his career with two sacks on Tom Brady. <laughs> and oh, no, it's cool. Shout out, shout out to Bill. Yeah, that's impressive. Then on April 2nd, 2020, he signed a four-year, $53 million contract with the Cincinnati Bengals. And he, he's been killing on the Bengals' defense this year, man. He's one of the biggest reasons why the Bengals' defense has been playing pretty good overall this year. Uh, obviously, he's on that Super Bowl team with them right now. Second guy, second member of the Cincinnati Bengals from NC, Jermaine Pratt from High Point, North Carolina. He went to High Point Central High School. Uh, my cousin, Joel, who coached at High Point Central High School basketball, was actually there at the same time he was. So he, he knows him personally, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, he's a linebacker for the Bengals. He played college football at NC State. At NC State, he had 235 tackles, six sacks, four interceptions, and a touchdown while um, at NC State. In uh, 2018, he was first in all ACC. He was selected by the Cincinnati Bengals in the third round, 72nd overall in the 2019 NFL Draft. And this, this past year in the playoffs, he actually recorded a game in the interception on Derek Carr to beat the Las Vegas Raiders in the wild card round, giving the Bengals their first playoff win since 1991. And the last guy, Akeem Davis Gaither from Thomasville, North Gaither. Carolina. Thomasville High School, which is also near Greensboro, Winston area, right outside of it. Also the home of Cookout, by the way. That's where Cookout's headquarters is at for the North Carolina people out there. Uh, he's a linebacker for the Bengals, played college football at App State, which is a football powerhouse. All the North Carolina people know about App State. He was the Sun Belt Defensive Player of the Year in 2019. First team all of Sun Belt in 2019 also. He was selected by the Cincinnati Bengals in the fourth round, 107 overall in the 2020 NFL Draft. And he recorded his first career interception off of Lamar Jackson in week 17 of the 2021 season, man. So DJ Reader, Jermaine Pratt, and Akeem Davis Gaither, all 336 guys from the Greensboro, Winston, Thomasville, High Point area, all on the Super Bowl bound Cincinnati Bengals at one time, man. So I think that's very impressive. All three of those guys on the team, so they definitely got eyes on NC players spotlights of this week. 
And people be trying to say we ain't the greatest state of all time, damn near. Come on, man. For real. Got three guys from the same area on the Super Bowl team. It made, it made me want to root <laughs> for the Bengals even more, man. Shout out to the guys, man. And I was say, DJ Reader, I always be, hey, Jonathan, I be always seeing uh, our boy Eric post him on his story. So I, shout, shout out to Eric, too. For, I think for knowing DJ Eric Reader. might have went to high school with him. I think he did. Oh, yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Oh, fast. Yeah, that's tough. Shout out both of them, then. But yeah, shout out to the guys, man. Putting on for the home state, man. Bring bring it home for us, little key. Just bring bring it home for us. <laughs> for real, for real. Shout out to him. All right, dog of the week, man. You you wanna uh, hit us up? Who the dog of the week is? Yeah, man. I I tell y'all who the dog of the week is, man. If you seen this this past championship weekend in the NFL, you should already know who it is. It's the, it's the biggest bro. You feel me? Big Joey Burrow. You feel me? Joe Cool, Joe Shiesty, whatever you want to call him, went in the Arrowhead this weekend and sent the boys, sent Mahomes and the boys packing at the crib. Told told his brother to stop making TikToks. Told his sister to stop pouring champ, spraying champagne on people after divisional round wins. So you, man, you already know who it is, man. Big Joey, Big Joey, motherfucking brr, you feel me? So yeah, dog of the week goes to him, the goat. Might really might be my new favorite quarterback when Brady retired. Look, he ain't gonna lie. It's it's just something about him I like. Yeah, Jaburo, that dude, man. He definitely one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league. After he what he done this whole playoffs and season with the Bengals, getting us the Super Bowl, got to be the dog of the week. Easy decision there. Going to Arrowhead, beating Patrick Mahomes head to head like he did, man. Make it to Super Bowl. So yeah, Joe Burrow, dog of the week. And, and he just the dog of the week for coming in there iced out. With with the car with the Cartier glasses on with the chain, man. Come on, big the biggest <laughs> brr, man. Big Joey brr. Come they try on, to my dude like um boy from Home Alone. <laughs> Chill, McCall. It ain't where they yeah where they they was over there frying him and Matt Stafford. I forgot who the, who who they said Matt Stafford looked like. But yeah, they said they were frying the boys. I'm weak. I'm weak. Oh, time time for the uh, MVP segment now. What you got for us this week? Nah, I ain't got too much, man. I I got uh, four tracks. Two of them, you know, are kind of gimmicky tracks because you know it's, it's they represent both teams that's in the Super Bowl, man. So I'm a I'm gonna go ahead and get them two out of the way first. You know what I'm saying? We got get get the gap by Lil L. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know this song came out in 1992. You feel me? I just I just figured that out. But yeah, it's the you know it's the song that LSU was using back when they was on their title run. You know what I'm saying? It just it transferred over to when all of them Justin Jefferson. All of them came into the league, you know. They just kept, they just kept the LSU swagger, you know. Get the gap was just the anthem for them. So you gotta, you gotta have that. Uh, go stream, go stream that for Jamar Chase and uh, I mean, I said, yeah, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. You feel me? Get the gap. You feel me? That that's gonna be the theme song if they win the Super Bowl for me. And the next song is it's that it's that California Girls by Katy Perry, man. Because that that's for the Rams if they win the Super Bowl. You feel me? Because they just they just in California. <laughs> that, I guess that's where that that's where Katy said it's. Katie and Snoop said the girls is that, so that's what we gonna play if they win the Super Bowl. You feel me? So yeah, the the get the gat and the California girls. Those are the two gimmicky songs I got for this week for the two teams in the Super Bowl. You feel me? But the other two I got, you feel me? It's uh, just two Detroit artists that I like. Everybody know if you know me, I I love Detroit music with a passion. They they deserve some some more respect. But first song I got is called Big Money Four by Coach Joey. I swear to God, I feel like he is the DJ Khaled of Detroit. He just be having tapes with all the Detroit artists up there. So yeah, shout out Coach Joy, Big Money 4. Go stream that. 
And next, we got James Brown by my boy Cash Kid. And I swear, Cash Kid is probably top my one of my top five favorite artists from Detroit. Bars crazy, punchlines crazy. Even though all everybody in Detroit got punchlines and bars, I swear he is some of the some of the greatest I've ever heard. You feel me? That if if somebody like J Cole or Drake said the bars he was saying, people would give give them more respect. That's for how I feel about everybody in Detroit. They be saying stuff, and I feel like if any other popular rappers that we listen to said those lines, they would get way more respect than they do with people from Detroit saying so. Yeah, go go stream that Big Money for it by my boy Coach Joey and that new James Brown by my boy Cash Kid, man. MVP, we out, man. Gang. Yes, sir, that's Young Master wrapping up another MVP segment, man. Go ahead and check out all those songs or whatever albums he suggested to go listen to, man. You know, some heat. All right, I got to leave my final thoughts here. This Saturday, this past Saturday, we went to the Dean Dome, man. Blue Heaven, Chapel Hill. Me and Young Master, when our boy's Patrick. Jordan and Dylan to witness a massacre in person. Uh, Tar Heels, as usual, killing them. NC State whoop ups, bro. Hung 100 points on their head. Shout out to Baby T, though, for NC State. Free Baby T, but shout out to the Tar Heels. Yeah, free Baby <laughs> T, man, bro. Dro- he, he was going crazy. Dropped 34 points on the boys, man. Kevin Keats probably about to get fired. Set, set, literally set their best player the whole second half. So, Man, for real, free baby Tito, man, because he ain't, he ain't deserve that. He he did not deserve that. He literally a goat on the court. Lily was he was literally cooking the whole team for real. But Carol, shout out Brady Manning too. I ain't even know who Burr was for real till I went to the game. But he was out there looking like Luke, Luke May Junior out there. It was crazy. Shout out Brady Manning. Shout out Leaky Black for putting the clamps on NC State best score so called. And shout out Armando Bakoff for being consistent all year, getting double doubles every night. Uh- Oh yeah, I got I got to give him some love because I I was I'm on record for saying that Armando Baycott was trash. You feel me? And he he proved me wrong this year. He done put on some weight. You feel me? He actually banging down low now because last time we went to go see him, he was out there getting thrown around, getting hold like a rag dog. <laughs> this year, he stand look, he standing big in the paint out there banging, getting all the boards like you said, leading the ACC and double doubles, man. So I'm I'm proud that he's doing that as a Tar Heel man, getting better. Probably I might end up going in the draft this year as a lottery pick. So shout out Armando, man. Yep. Legendary coach Roy Williams also got his banner put up in the Dean Dome, man. Shout out to Roy Williams. And the GOAT, Michael Jordan, was also in, in presence at the Dean Dome, man, honoring the 82 championship team. Yeah, it, it was it was it was a good experience to see that that boy Roy get his get his name put up there in the Raptors with all the other Tar Heel greats, you feel me? That he's he's coached, you feel me? Anyway, it was just angle. Like, it was good to see. Technically, we technically saw Michael Jordan in person. We didn't get close, but we saw him on the screen. So that's that's close enough for us. I ain't gonna lie to you. Definitely, I'm gonna leave y'all with this though. I always remember Keats is a winner. Yes, man. Kevin Keats. Shout out all my NC State fans. Kevin Keats is a winner. <laughs> I don't know about in basketball and the coaching, but at life, they they didn't tell you that he was a winner at life. That's what they meant. That's what they meant when they said Kevin Keys is a winner. He's a winner of life. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> you said what? Oh, all right. <laughs> but, hey, you got anything else you're messing? I'm going to just keep talking about it till he, till he officially announced his retirement. Tom, I love you. Don't leave me like this. Cause we, we, I'm going to just talk. When we was at the game... Adam Schefter really reported that my boy was retiring. I swear to God, I almost, I almost shared tears in the game because I was not expecting that. I was like, bro, there's no way. 
I see everybody, Edelman, all the the teammates saying, "Thank you, big bro. Thank you for everything." <laughs> Boy, I ain't gonna lie, I almost cry, but. Tom, if you go retire, bro, just tell me now so I can just go ahead and get it out of the way. Like, I, I, that's all I want. I, I, that, I, that's it, bro. Just, just let me know now. Yeah, that was crazy. I think Tom just wanted to do it on his own terms. He probably gonna retire in the next week or so. Yeah, just, just go ahead and drop the retirement video, bro. Cause I, I'm ready. I'm ready to let the tears go. I'm ready. I'm ready to move on. <laughs> if, that, that, if that's what we doing, we can just move on. Just let, just let me know what we doing. Yeah, but as of now, he's still a member of the Bucks, man. So we ain't posting nothing about it until we hear an official word from Tom Brady himself. Oh, one more thing. I just want to shout out my my quarterback, New England Pat Ryan's Matt Jones. We in the Pro Bowl as a rookie, boy. Let's go. It mean, it mean good things coming. You feel me? My boy, my boy, a Pro Bowl as a rookie, man. Hey, Matt Jones, them thing, one of the few Alabama quarterbacks that's worked out so far in the last couple of years. But hey, as usual, y'all. Appreciate y'all listening to another episode of the 2412 Pod. Uh, follow us on all social medias at the 2412 Pod, IG, Twitter, TikTok. Connect with us up there. Uh, as usual, it's your boy Jalen signing out. Back better than ever this week. And it's your boy Keaton, aka Master Man. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all for listening, man. I really enjoy doing this. And we got this thing, gang. Deuces.